The emergency shutdown had been pressed, and it should have been over. No one in the room expected the resulting thud that sent the dust falling from the ceiling tiles. No one expected that the power would skyrocket beyond their normal operational output. The date? April 6, 1986. The time? 1.23.58am. And unbeknownst to the men in the control room, reactor number 4 of the Vladimir Ilyich Lenin nuclear power plant had exploded. Through ignorance and arrogance, they had caused the world's worst man-made disaster. Welcome, internet passers-by, to the story of Chernobyl. I'm your host, Rebel Notorious, and joining me today is Sean. Hiya. And Melina. I am not in the cave. What's up, bodies? <laughs> My we God. still got it in! Oh, yeah! Oh, fuck I yeah. I knew you'd fuck up that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you remember parties. <laughs> it's now my thing that just annoys a certain someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking scratches my soul. <laughs> right in the parties. <laughs> oh, don't say that. It sounds fucking wrong. Right in the parties. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to overindulge on the cave. You know who you are, cave. you podster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is this is an episode we've talked about doing for a bit. I, I guess like probably a couple episodes because yeah. this might yeah. take up an episode, the full episode. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not 100 yeah. sure. Um, I mean, it's always good when like that happens because yeah. we, we know we're going in depth. Yeah, <laughs> but saying that, I do have a note here where I'm not going to be like going super in depth because okay. uh, I mean there is such a thing as too much. Very wide subject. There's yeah. a lot happening. So um, since it won't be an exhaustive, you know detail of the history and the events and all the sort of shit that happened in the Soviet Union before and after there there are other podcasts that go into so much more detail if uh, you find interesting what we're talking about today when you're done with this episode you can go and check out the book Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbotham it's a full chronicling of the history it goes as far back as the founding of Pripyat and even stretches you know into the liquidation process the recovery the building of the nice safe containment and all that sort of stuff i think i think that's what happens at the end of the book <laughs> it's been a while since i've read it um uh there's also chernobyl prayer or voices from chernobyl if you're in the uk it's both of those it's chernobyl prayer colon voices from chernobyl if you're in america i think it's just chernobyl prayer depending on where you are it's one of those titles yeah yeah uh it's by slitvana alexevich it's a gathering of counts from uh, people who experienced the disaster. There's also the Disaster Area podcast hosted by Jennifer Matrice. Um, that covers the events. Uh, those are episodes 123 to 128. And, of course, the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, oh, along yes. with its companion podcast, one of the best dramas ever made. Which you have recommended to me so many yes. times. Yes. Over the um, I mean, the show is incredible. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Is. I think we... Have you seen I have not seen it. He's not seen it. Well, I've been meaning to for years. It's, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Recommend. Very cool. highly recommend. Yeah. I'll probably do it like <clears throat> in two, within like years. the weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the companion podcast is hosted by the creator of the show, Craig Mason, or co-host, I should say, by Craig Mason. And he goes over like, you know, some things that are different from history, mm-hmm. what they changed, why, and all that sort of stuff. And again, he mentions that a lot of what went into making the show came from Chernobyl Prayer, you know, yeah, first-hand yeah. accounts, trying to get that actual, like, authenticity, so to speak, on I record. I don't think I ever heard of, like, uh, Chernobyl Prayers until, like, right now. So I hadn't heard of it until I listened to that podcast, and then I had trouble finding it. Ah, um, okay. Because, I think, because of the UK title being... <laughs> Uh, very awkward. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I think he calls it Voices from Chernobyl. 
which mm. must be the American title, uh, and I couldn't find be. it under Chernobyl yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to spend too long on this part. Um, yeah, so this is. Uh, I have a lot of notes here, and I'm gonna have to try and explain some science that. Um, yeah, I've done my best to put in layman's terms and explain in a comprehensible manner. Because uh, I am a layman, I can't speak. All of you. us are. I, I did not take science in high school. I mean, now you've got I certified. I am a nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took human biology and failed. Same. I took I, science and I, physics and failed both. <laughs> <laughs> I did not really do good in science overall. Exactly. Okay, so we're not scientists. That no. I think that's common for creative people. If we're people. wrong, call us the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do find nuclear disasters very intriguing and fascinating and i think it's all to do with that fact that especially chernobyl is entirely a man-made disaster yeah. and it had the potential to totally fucking wipe us out oh yeah um and you know i don't bring up fukushima and stuff like that in here just because you know i'm trying to keep it concise mm-hmm. um but again i think fukushima well i'm interested in learning about it and it's just all about finding materials and you know all, mm-hmm. all that's about time um i think partially my it's lower on my list of like reading into because it's partially due to a a natural disaster so to speak like they were told stuff yeah it was a earthquake and a tsunami tsunami. tsunami, both things caused different issues that tied together and yeah you have fukushima (laughs) um but they and they were told you know fix certain things and you know they didn't anyway um we're not going into that one (laughs) man-made stuff is like you know, we don't. We didn't know what we were doing with nuclear power at the time. We no, didn't. we really didn't. We, I mean, to we just even thought it now, was neat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, we've got a thing. It can make really fucking big bombs. Yeah, and, and we can cool. get power out of it. <laughs> and so that being like, you know, that's a disaster waiting to happen, especially yeah. with something as volatile as nuclear energy. So, and you know, that's basically chernobyl is that story so to put it in like very layman terms again like the best way i've heard like nuclear stuff described is like it's the closest we have to actual dangerous magic basically pretty much yeah um rocks that give off bad vibes (laughs) (laughs) so uh obviously the first question is what caused the disaster to occur Mm -hmm. in the first place everyone knows it exploded but the question is how did it explode and i'm glad you've seen chernobyl because you may have at least some understanding of what i explained because you (laughs) <laughs> uh the show in the last episode very well explains yeah. what happens in a very fantastic monologue from um jared oh, harris yes. uh that takes up a good chunk of that episode it's entirely just him talking and very visual he has a, like a whole board behind yeah. him really explains okay. it so very impressive to carry a scene like that Oh, on yeah. your own with no one to bounce off of. I should have watched that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should, told you to prep. <laughs> I should have rewatched that in preparation for this, but instead Same. I sat up till like 2 a.m. on the internet trying to find like concise and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, easy yeah, to understand yeah. explanations. So, um, a number of factors allowed the events uh, of April 6th to unfold. One was a major design flaw within the reactor that the Soviet Union had covered up. And user error was the other one. The crew that night pushed the reactor beyond any reasonable limit. And we'll get to that. I'm going to explain the science first, even though Mm. in the chain of events, that's sort of the last thing that gets explained. Uh, 
but it's it's better to understand that first yeah, and so then you can explain have a better understanding and grasp of everything yeah, else going just cuz uh, I think if I don't say that and people start listening they're going to hear the second part and go why didn't you say this first <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's just so that everyone's on the same page exactly <laughs> so obviously first the design flaw um science lesson with dr revel notorious <laughs> dr notorious dr notorious <laughs> It's my father. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Riddle. Call me Riddle. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> oh, this is starting off with very... Oh, my God. Uh, disasters, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fuck. Death we are not the podcast to be handling this. Fucking oh, my up. God science so uh many of the scientists um at least in the soviet union which you know doesn't necessarily go for much back in that time mm-hmm. um they thought it was impossible for an rbmk type reactor to explode so that was the mm. i'm saying i'm going to explain it and i have it in my notes here to explain it so it's fine okay uh the reactor bolshoi mosnotsky kanalny <laughs> or high powered channel type reactor uh, as a graphite moderated reactor. Don't worry, we'll come back to that. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, now, not to get too scientific, this means that as the nuclear fission re- occurs when the reaction, I'm not fucking explaining nuclear fission, just know that it happens. Yeah. Shit gets hot. Yeah. Um, Very thermal. And it, it, if you, when you have water running through it, that generates steam, that turns a turbine, which generates electricity to put in a generator well yeah yeah, it's generated in the generator steam makes energy that's the power of thermodynamics (laughs) yes hell yeah and so to control the reaction or at least the rate of the reaction and therefore the power output you have control rods that can be lowered into the fuel rods channel um because they're all sort of like in little if you see like a uh a reactor from the top it's yeah. like that big panel of like circular and it's like all little squares those yeah, are yeah. all fuel rod channels with control rods on top so they're all different and you can put them in and it slows down the reaction it's yeah yeah hard to explain but still no i i, I can visualize it <laughs> yeah possibly because of fallout but i can visualize yeah there it. you go um so while the rods are made of materials that slow down the reaction they're tapped they're tipped with graphic which Tipped is a bit of a misnomer. They're kind of like half made from graphite. Yeah. The rest mm-hmm. is materials to slow the reaction. A lot um, of scientific like, yeah. stuff is yeah. misnomers. To really boil it down to the base way of explaining this is that it, it helps with the efficiency of lowering the reaction because uh, the water is saturated with neutrons. Graphite absorbs neutrons. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that means that when the... Uh, with Because the water is there to cool the reactor but also there to facilitate the generation of power mm. when the graphite enters into the fuel channel it displaces the water which momentarily increases power output okay which in normal circumstances fine it's very nominal mm-hmm. um uh but on the night of the disaster with all the control rods withdrawn when the emergency shutdown was pressed and they all began to descend into the core at the one time which already had more steam than normal. Oh no. The water was displaced, causing a rapid increase in temperature, which resulted in the water flashing to steam, which ruptured the fuel rod channels, meaning the control rods couldn't lower any further. <laughs> that meant that the power then surged well beyond the safety limits, and the reactor went fucking boom. I can imagine. Yeah. So that's the science part. Okay. <laughs> now the human part, and this is the longest part. So. Okay. 
Uh, of all the things that caused the disaster in April 1986, it was a safety test. Hmm. Which is very fucking ironic. That is oh, ironic yeah. as fuck. Um, it was originally meant to be conducted before the reactor even began full operation. They had tried it in 1984, 1985, and then now they were trying it. I think actually this is the third time, so they might have tried it as far back as 82. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember when reactor 4 was opened officially. Uh, but yeah, they've tried it a couple of times. Every time it's failed, every time it's been something different. And the night it happened... Uh, I've lost my place in my notes. Stop <laughs> yeah. for time, stop for time. Um, so it was skipped over originally to, I, th I believe this is the case, I could be wrong in this part, so I'm, apologies if I am. Uh, originally they skipped over it in order to open the plant ahead of schedule, so that meant that everyone looked better. Classic Soviet. That sounds about right, yeah. Um, so the test was to simulate a blackout and a simultaneous coolant leak, so loss of power, loss of water flowing into the core, meaning, okay. you know. <laughs> the, the steam turbine was there so obviously the steam turbine that's turned by the generation of the steam yeah, yeah. Uh, was then meant to transfer power instead of into the generator into emergency water pumps that would put water back into the core therefore cooling it yeah um to prevent obviously the core from overheating melting down blah blah, blah. doing a big fucky yes yeah. so this was you know to simulate that that safe thing happened because this was during the cold war and that was a very real possibility yeah um so the test was supposed to occur during the day day shift who had familiarized themselves with the procedure that they were being asked to carry out i sense an unfortunately yep. yeah but by the time the uh, so by the time the day shift of april 25th had began the reactor had already been brought down to 50 percent of the regular output the regular output of reactor 4 was 3200 megawatts okay half of that's 1,600 roughly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were carrying out, you know, unrelated maintenance tasks because the test wasn't to be conducted until quarter past two in the afternoon. At 2 p.m., mm. the Kiev electrical grid requests that uh, the further re reduction of the reactor's power prep for the test be postponed so that they could continue to meet uh, the peak even time demand for electricity. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, so this resulted in the test being postponed. <laughs> At 11:04 p.m. that night, the Kiev grid gave the go-ahead for the reactor to be shut for the reactor shutdown to continue. So it's been running at half power for almost an entire day at this point, mm. which is not good for the reactor. It's been building up a lot of stuff that normally gets burned off during the, the process mm -hmm. of the reaction. Yeah, that shit builds up. Yeah, a lot of uh, gases that turn into more stable forms. Again, too scientific. Not going to get into it. But yeah, well, the, the, the reactor in this state is considered poisoned. They should have done a full shutdown and then left it at least a day yeah, yeah, to, and started it back up. To, you know, refresh. Yes. <laughs> to put it in a term. Um, so at this point, not only had the day shift long gone, but the evening shift had less than an hour left before they would switch out with the night shift. With the test supposed to have been completed during the day shift, the night crew were originally only supposed to be dealing with the last bits of cooldown on the otherwise shutdown reactor because they were planning after the test was conducted to fully shut down the reactor for maintenance. So they should have had nothing to do with it. To do with it at all. Um, uh, unprepared and with an inexperienced staff, uh, some of whom had only been in their role for around three months, they began the process of lowering the reactor's output to the correct level. However, due to the delay and operating for most of the day in a low power and uh, a lower than intended power level, the reactor was already in a precarious state. Uh, this means that they tried to gradually lower the power, 
but it began to drop significantly more than intended. The power dropped to 30 megawatts, a mere 5% of the level required for the test, and like fucking 1% yeah. of its actual output normally. Yeah. Uh, the person in charge of that test, Anatoly Dyatlov, <laughs> who was a massive asshole, uh, insisted that the power mm-hmm. Spoiler be- alert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. uh, he insisted that the power be raised back up in order to complete the test that night. And at the point that it dropped to that low, they should have shut it down and not Absolutely. continued. Yeah. Um, at this point, the reactor was poisoned, which I mentioned earlier. It was beyond rescue unless entirely shut down for at least a period of 24 hours. Mm-hmm. After going back and forth <laughs> trying to raise the reactor's output, almost all 211 manual rods had been manually removed from the reactor. It's believed around six of them remained, which is half of the required 15 minimum. Meaning they had basically no control over that reactor at that point. No, they wouldn't have. Um, so at... 1.23.04, they began the test um, and were wrapping up at uh, 1.23.40, so about 37 seconds later or something. They pressed the emergency shutdown. No one's really sure why, because um, most people believe that it was happened before any spike in energy happened. It was before like they were aware of any issues going on. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, somebody pressed it and at 1.23.58, the first explosion, followed quickly by at least one more, shot the lid of the reactor up into the night sky, spewing radioactive materials into the air and changing the region for the rest of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is where we have it today. Which where we have mm-hmm. it today, yes. Um, they completed the new safe containment, which had been built at the end of 86. Uh, the original one, sorry, had been built at the end of 86. They built a new one and put it over, I think, during lockdown. Oh, yeah, that would have... That would make sense. Um, mm-hmm. Or 2017 or lockdown, I can't remember. Roundabout <laughs> recent-ish times. Yeah, um, that's meant to, you know, stand for a while and clean-up's meant to be done by 2065, but that's just clean-up of the reactor and yeah. like, decommissioning of the site. That's not... The whole area is going to be the whole area for yeah. centuries. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people were affected by this officially on record. There's only 30 deaths. Uh... But, you know, Soviets. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a hard one to get actual, like, documented. Yeah. Even yeah. if it weren't the Soviets, it would be hard to document because okay. it's, there's going to be an uptick Prolong- in cancer. There's yeah, prolonged exactly. effects. Stuff you can't really, like, record in a short time, No, basically. so, like, the 30 deaths are, like, direct, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah, like, it, like, does, it can't yeah. take an effect, like, any illnesses you've got. Yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. um... It's factors? one thing that from the end of Chernobyl where they do like flash up cards of like, you know, um, like a documentary. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's his name? Valerio Lasov. It talks about how, you know, he committed suicide like two years to the date of the uh, and all that sort of stuff. And then it says, you know, officially there's only been 30 recorded deaths, but, you know, many sources believe up to like 6,000 people. And it's like, it's the one thing I'll yeah. take issue with from Chernobyl of like I think they're maybe grossly exaggerating. Yeah, that feels that like number. an embellishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure, thirty seems a little low, but in terms of like direct effects from it, I think it's probably reasonable because weirdly enough, only the Soviets could have pulled off cleaning something like that up. Yeah, because yeah. they had the meth methods uh they had a sense of unity yeah <laughs> about mm-hmm. them that was the whole culture yeah um, <laughs> for better or for worse yeah. for better or for worse for sure um there's something else i was going to mention oh yeah um one person their body was never found a person named 
Podemchuk. <laughs> I can't remember his first name. We're pronouncing names yeah. that we can't really pronounce well. Ah, fuck. Share. <laughs> so close yet so We lost share that day. <laughs> um, two people were killed in the initial explosion. They managed yeah. to recover one of the bodies, but um, it was a man named... You couldn't put in, like, say. missing person. It's weird, because, like, normally it mentions it, like, right away, because there's, like, a, a memorial statue oh. to him outside of the oh, plant. That's good. That's nice, yeah. Uh, wow, thank you, Wikipedia, for being absolutely... It knew we were recording today and was like, oh, no. Uh, not him. Not him. Not him. <laughs> not him. Valery Hodimchuk. He is uh. believed... Uh, stationed in the south main circulating pumps engine room, likely killed immediately. Body never found, likely buried under the wreckage of the steam separator drums. So yeah, he's oh. the only body never recovered. Has a memorial sign in the reactor four room. Yep. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's um, Chernobyl. Like I said, not in depth. Mm. Um, I highly recommend the miniseries, like a mm-hmm. starting place. You know. It's it's a dramatization, dramatization. Dram- we know what you meant. Dramatization. Dramatization. Yeah. So don't take it as like gospel, one hundred percent. Listen it's, to the podcast. Yeah. If this you... little section right here is cl- just an appetizer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you like that show, what uh, listen to the companion podcast. They'll clear up some of the stuff, but then also go and do further research because of you know, course, yeah, yeah, always. Um, a very interesting subject, especially with like some of the stuff that surrounds. Just the fact that they built Pripyat entirely for the Chernobyl, you know, uh, reactor, the yeah. power station, and all the sort of like how the the Soviets went all fucking in on nuclear energy mm-hmm. just to try and outpace the United the US, States yeah, and stuff and like that, and all the shenanigans that went on politically for that. It's a very interesting subject, very mm-hmm. complicated though. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. It's like a, it's such a like a microcosm for the Cold War. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I think like the cleanup process and like mm-hmm. the aftermath of it, especially in the series, I thought like it really puts it into perspective how we look at disaster and never really think about okay, then yeah. what? Because like, like it's happened, mm-hmm. safety crews, everyone's out. What then? Yeah, because yeah. it's only really the first episode and the last episode that are directly about the instant mm-hmm. of the accident or whatever it, everything else in the show is about cleaning up about figuring out how bad it is and you know everyone coming together to do their part and stuff like that to like actually clean it up and how that mm-hmm. affects different people and stuff like that because you have a one scene where they're trying to get a babushka, babushka to leave she's like milking a cow and mm-hmm. you know they've lived there and there's her whole life but not yeah, even that homes. it's like she was old enough to remember when the Nazis would have come through the area. Yikes. Um, so, you know, she didn't really want to leave and all no, that sort no. of stuff. So it's very interesting, very well put together. Christ. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Who oh. wants to go next? Because oh, I, 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 I We, we all seem very sad <laughs> and depressed. I mean, I'm happy to go, but it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's such small. Like I don't want to say it's such smaller scale. <laughs> I mean, how is anyone going to top Chernobyl? I mean, yeah. my one's a, sort of a historical event as well, but I don't think it's even as grim. You guys wanted me to go first, so there you go. You sealed That's your own true. fucking grave. That's, That's fair true. enough. So um, today, for my presentation, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the North Sea flood of 1953. Okay. Which we in the Netherlands know know as the Vatter's Notes Rump, which huh? is <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny word. It's uh, the water emergency disaster. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So, set the scenes. Nineteen fifty-three. We all know what's been happening. Insert Dutch national anthem here in like fifties <laughs> quality. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think they're Get more reeling that. from the whole Nazi thing. Okay, don't then. <laughs> yeah, look, our national anthem is very much old as fuck, and we're like, oh, yeah, I love the Spanish king that was here, and we're basically <laughs> German in our blood, aren't we? Did, did you kick the king out? Yeah. Okay. He, just, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, in 1953, there was um, a big storm happening, and a combination of a high spring tide which is at this point, tide yeah. higher, uh -huh. and the severe European winter caused a storm tide in the North Sea. And this then caused the sea to flood the land up to 5.6 meters above sea level. Jesus. Oh, wait, so, hold on. Above sea level. Okay. Above sea level. Yeah, yeah. How, how high above sea level is the Netherlands no. normally? No. No? <laughs> no, they're basically, it's Mostly will be under. Okay. Everything that's close to the coast will be under. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. For those that don't know meters, it's 18 foot 4 inches. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. So because, you know, it was the North Sea, other countries were also affected, like Belgium, England, and even Scotland, which I didn't know. I didn't know. No, I didn't know. Which we until didn't right even know <laughs> happened until now. Well, I don't want to say Scotland's the country with the least casualties involved, so that'll probably be why. <laughs> To be fair, when you go up north, it gets very mountainy. Yeah, like yeah. we're a country that just has hills and mountains. Yeah, we've got exactly. natural protection for it. Must be nice. That old joke, England is, <laughs> England is sinking and we are rising. Yeah. yeah. So it's the little. total <laughs> amount of casualties that was recorded is 2,190. Jesus Christ. 1,836 of which were in the Netherlands. Oh, okay. Then 307 in England. Damn. 28 in Belgium. Ah. And a whole 19 in Scotland. Which the still crowd never bad. covered that. No. <laughs> Where was Lizzie then? <laughs> Come on, fucking Lizzie. <laughs> Just poking up. And because a lot of the land that was flooded was also farmland, mm -hmm. over 187,000 farm animals drowned. Wow. So that Jesus. fucked us up very much Yikes. so. And I found a nice timeline to go over the events of how it actually happened. Oh, okay. So, from midday on the 31st of January, 1953, water was driven from the northern reaches of the North Sea between Norway and Scotland by a strong northwest gale. A surge developed along the coast of the Netherlands, which coincided with the high springtime, leading to many water levels on the Dutch coast on the morning of 1st of February, 1953, being higher than any previous recorded figures particularly in the southwestern regions of the country. Okay. Because it's worse down there for some reason. <laughs> At 10.30 okay. p.m. on Saturday evening, 31st of January, it was low tide, but this time the water remained high. The strength of the hurricane had broken the tidal movement. On the night of the 1st of February, around 3 a.m., many dikes in the province of Sealand... 
Which I is... did, I'm not laughing at. No, it's fine. <laughs> People die. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> this is a real event that <laughs> I, I know, and I know Stop what dikes at the are. Word. I know what dikes are because we have them in Scotland, so. Yeah, so... <laughs> Many people, because it's not what you think. The first <laughs> Many people of who survived the first bit of flooding eventually did pass away mm. because the houses in which they sheltered, especially on the rooftops, collapsed due to the persistent water pressure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of not a lot, but there's footage out there of uh, taken from helicopters where you can see full houses flooded and people like sitting on the roofs waving. That's impressive for 1953. Yeah, I mean it's not much, but but still not- getting yeah, a camera yeah, exactly. on a helicopter back yeah, then. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I have to find where I was. Fuck. <laughs> now you know how I feel. Yeah. And so at that time, the government did not know yet that the regions that were flooded were almost completely underwater and no large scale rescue operations had yet taken place. Okay. Because there was less, you know, we don't have phones mm-hmm. to talk like, hey, yeah. I'm drowning. Uh-huh. I'm actively drowning. Yeah, <laughs> someone doesn't pick up your phone call. It's not that. You know, yeah. bad back then. Yeah, <laughs> it was near a fucking phone. Exactly. It was only on the Monday, the second of February, so two days after, oh, okay. that fishermen were the first to sail deep into the disaster area to save hundreds of people. It's Rescue a fisherman. O- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Rescue operations from the air were hardly possible. The Netherlands only had one helicopter in <laughs> to wait for other countries Christ. to offer help. That sounds about right. Because <laughs> yeah, people were legit. The only people that survived were people on their rooftops. Mm. So you had to hope you had a high house yeah. on a tiny bit of a higher bit, and otherwise you're screwed. 18 mm. foot up. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Exactly. And if your house was shit, that was going to collapse. Yeah. It yeah. would have collapsed before you got saved. And on the Tuesday then... Uh, February 3rd, a large flow of people and relief supplies started coming in. Planes dropped sandbags, boots, f- food, and water over the disaster area. I hope it's very targeted throwing and not just <laughs> chucking it, but okay. At the same time, thousands of Dutch soldiers, administrators, aid workers, and volunteers arrived to carry out coordinated actions in the disaster area. Tens of thousands of residents were being evacuated from the area to shelters elsewhere in the country. The disaster is still commemorated in the areas affected on February 1st. I did not know this. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> now you do. It seems now I like do. A, an odd... I mean, not to downplay it, but like it seems like an odd thing to like, commemorate in I that mean, sense. Yeah, it's to commemorate... like Because um, this disaster is the main inspiration for the Delta Works. Which is a system... Oh, is it, is it, the, what I'm thinking of, The big I? concrete things. Yeah. 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 And those were um, authorized as a solution to, you know, if we ever mm-hmm. have other possible mm. storms. And they have also been declared as one of the seven wonders of the modern world by the I American was say Society of Civil Engineers. <laughs> okay. Sure. I th- I'm glad you said modern. I would be like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty, are they? <laughs> You're thinking about highly of yourself. I'm also there, slightly questioning even the modern world world part. Yeah, no, it's like because um, the province has a very weird shape where it mostly happened, where mm-hmm. it's mostly like not disconnected islands, but long strips of land. Yeah. So water very easily just comes uh-huh. over it because they just don't have a lot of surface area. Yeah. So it was within between those islands they have now put these delta works yeah. okay to stop water and why are they called delta to... works because of the shape i know maybe <laughs> I don't, they I just didn't... thought it sounded neat yeah <laughs> but this is basically a disaster we learn a lot about in school like every year 
if we're history, you'll talk about it, which, you mm. know, understandable, but boy, is it wow, shut such down a wretch history. Yeah. <laughs> because we have, like, movies made about it as well, and we watch... <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, like, it's I don't very mean to laugh, sorry. To, like, look, <laughs> look at, like, timelines of it, how you have, like, a storm coming in, and the first thing we do is, like, you get bags of sand mm-hmm. put on top of the dikes to stop any water mm-hmm. from coming in, but, you know... You have a high spring tide storm yeah. coming in. It's nothing. Nothing you can do. Man, the Japanese made Godzilla as like a response to Hiroshima and stuff like that. And and you built the Delta Works. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, we also made a whole other province. Just why not? Chucking yeah. sand in the sea, and we're like, that's a new one. But oh, you made like um, reclaimed land, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No, it's fun. It's if you look at old maps. Did you you're say just that like, like you mi- participated? <laughs> it I was, was such a joy. Just <laughs> chucking the sand. <laughs> I think um, where else has that? China, China. Uh, I think Japan, New York. Yeah, I think New York has some of it as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, Ellis or Liberty Ella. Island. Yeah. Y- yeah, which is a whole thing about <laughs> the subways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they accidentally made a new island. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> I know. Uh, China's been doing that in like the South China Sea because mm-hmm. that's sort of disputed like yeah. an area and stuff and so they've been like throwing their own yeah. land to get more claims on it oh Jesus. my god <laughs> so that bit that new province was established in 1986 I thought it was way earlier and I'll show you a map and the red bit that's the new bit <laughs> wow that's a lot that's yeah. impressive it's, it's quite a lot that's How a flag <laughs> <laughs> look we have so many flags <laughs> you've got one with hearts on it yeah that's it's adorable mine, yeah and the current population. You've never seen the heart flag? No. <gasps> That's it's, my it's, province. It's very cute. Yes. Oh, okay. A, no, I, I haven't heard of this. So, Fresland? Yes. Yeah. So, I know to Dutch go on things. on my Dutch rant, um, I'm from one of the northern provinces, which is called Friesland, spelled I knew you Friesland. Oh, sorry. And the flag has little hearts on it. It's adorable. It's adorable, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're not Are they hearts? They look like lily pads. They are officially lily pads. Okay. They did look like lily pads, but you know, hearts is QR. Yeah, I know. Many people see it. It's it's a cute heart. Oh, there goes the significance. But sure. Wait, what's the the significance? Yeah, yeah. It's just lily pads. We have a lot of ponds. Okay. (laughs) It's not that significant. It's not that significant. Uh, There's... (laughs) You sounded so distraught when people calling them hearts. I'm going to be honest, hearts sounds better. Look, I know, and there's so much, there's significance with, there's seven of them. I don't remember what they stand for. Very proud of your I'm so proud. We have so many good foods, though, in Friesland. So if you're ever in the Netherlands and you're bored as hell and you're willing to make (laughs) the the fucking journey up there, because apparently Americans like doing that now. Really? Yeah. Well, they're going to Holland. Mm. You look like you're gonna kill me. <laughs> I think we gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nerve, though. <laughs> that was one of the first things she told us after we met. <laughs> I knew what the difference between Holland and the yeah. Netherlands was. No, and- but like the fact that she hates. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I understand if you've never been told or never mm-hmm. bothered to look into it, you'd say it. It's fine, but if I tell you and then you continue to be like, "Oh, you're going to Holland." Well, I mean, I'll land there, but then I'm leaving, so. <laughs> Best way to describe it. Yeah, exactly. It was funny, until I met you, I didn't, I don't think I knew that no. they were the same place. <laughs> I thought, thought the Holland, I thought Holland and the Netherlands were like separate things. 
I don't know how. Uh, like I genuinely yeah, don't know like how. Like other different countries. Yeah, maybe yeah, a yeah. disassociation. Like it's somewhere. Like with Luxembourg. It's yeah, somewhere there. like yeah. I don't know where half the shit in Europe is. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not that bad. <laughs> like unless it's Germany and France, Spain. You can find Italy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Italy. But boot. that's the boot. Yeah. Like <laughs> once once you've kind of gone past the big ones, mm-hmm. like I have no fucking idea. When you get past like Western and or like Central Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to like Poland and yeah, Central slash Eastern yeah, Europe yeah. gets a bit fuzzy for me. Wow. I tr- I mean I wouldn't say I'm I'm terrible, but you know I struggle a little. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not particularly great at geography. I wouldn't say. I know mm. the general area where the Balkans are. <laughs> I can circle. What I, I can think, circle. I it, yeah. think I know. Yeah, I think I know. <laughs> There's always shit going on over there. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that concludes my Dutch flood. Um, so Holland is like a province. Two. two. It's there's north and south, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Okay, yes. so it's like as two, of now. Two, as of now, <laughs> two provinces. Without Soon end. there will be so none. How, how does the whole like confusion of it being like the country? Uh, I've heard like, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sitting here like, and you start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know this because I've, I've, there, it was in this like uh, deep dive like rabbit hole I went down mm. when I was learning like mm. geography and just European history in general because I was okay. bored during a summer. I <laughs> literally just done a whole thing about Chernobyl, man. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's like it's they're the most popular like or like more populous. Mm-hmm. provinces so like most yes. people are there and like most of what we would associate as like dutch things like okay. you can find they are right is okay. what i Correct. usually hear I'm, yeah i'm not sure if there's any more to it than that there's historical context as well because we used to you know have a very large shipping mm-hmm. <laughs> business uh, and that would come mostly from yeah those you guys two provinces. Uh, were one of the first people to discover japan when of course you'd know that yeah. <laughs> it's in that video uh, the history what? of the entire oh, world. Oh, yeah, yeah, Or oh, yeah. was it history yeah. of Japan? History of Japan, yeah, 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 yeah. The Bill Works one. Yeah, but we, you know, had a lot of ships coming in and out, and I want to say most of them would go through Holland. Holland, yeah. Because yeah. where our hubs were, like, we have Rotterdam, which has a ginormous harbour, and, of course, Amsterdam mm-hmm. being our capital We'd as well. Say. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't work on it. I guess it's sort of similar to the fact that, like, you know, because Glasgow is, like, the most popular city yeah. in Scotland because of No its, like, one has confused over. Glasgow for Scotland, though. Go to America. Ask Americans. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> but Americans are American. Like, yeah. I, I hear people in the UK make the mistake of Holland and the Netherlands. True. Yeah. If the if it's on, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's one of the things. If someone <laughs> doesn't know, that, like, I don't know how to compare it. Is like calling England Scottish. Is my city. No, but like, <laughs> is my city. people not knowing that like Great Britain isn't a country. Oh, don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a whole thing. Or, yeah, exactly. Or the whole country is just England. Yeah, exactly. I feel physical pain. I know. I, I hate know. when people do that. Yeah. I'm fighting so the urge to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly when they're like British culture, I'm like, bruh, that doesn't exist. Doesn't mean anything. No. Except for language-ish. And then even then, it's... Even then. Even then that, that's going back, though, like, yeah. as well. And, and, like, there is no kind of British language because, like, Scotland has its own slang terms mm-hmm. so yeah, does yeah. england so does ireland wales i assume and they're, all, and they're all like i don't know the, what they're doing over in wales the <laughs> remnants of from like you know the the other like 
in indigenous languages yeah. we did have the, the three languages in a trench coat yeah mm. <laughs> before it got taken over by english english and then we all speak that yeah yeah my duolingo's gone yeah. off telling me to learn gaelic <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Sean, after okay. our European discussion, where are you taking us for your disaster? Nah, not too far away. It's America, but it's also very... <laughs> not too far away! No, 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 let me fucking finish. But like a That's lot... like no, 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 no. a stone and hoping it lands at New York. Let me fucking finish. For fuck's sake. Don't just chime in halfway through my sentence. <laughs> when you say something like that, we gotta... I'm saying most of the history comes from Germany. Okay. Fucking let me finish. Are you about to talk about the current Republican Party? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the sad thing context. is... The sad thing is Nazis pop up. A very small part, though. Fucking do it. Okay, so... Oh. Uh, it, to go back even further than the 50s, it's now the 30s. <laughs> Taking you back through We're, time. Yeah, yeah. We went from the eighties to the in time. Went from the eighties to the fifties to the thirties. <laughs> oh man, you're not helping your point. No, Hindenburg. I'm doing Hindenburg. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. How do I even start now? <laughs> this is already derailed. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, between uh, May 3rd and May 6th, 1937, we had the biggest uh, airship disaster in human history. It's so big that it kind of killed the entire industry. Well, yeah. <laughs> Airships were kind of a dumb idea yeah. in the first place. But the thing is, to go <laughs> I'm going into that, actually, because to give some context to this, I kind of need to go over the little bit of history. Okay. It's not too much. Mm -hmm. It's funny, because when you said the biggest one, I was like, the only one? <laughs> well... Like, I know there's got to have been more, but I'm also, like... I'd say, I say I say biggest because of, like, the effect it had, but mm -hmm. there were, like, bigger disasters that had more casualties, but, like, oh, I'll, okay. go, I'll go into that. I genuinely thought Hindenburg was, like, the only one. No, 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 no. They no, crashed and they were like, Ugh. No, yeah. no, no, as you're, about to, as you're about to learn, the entire history of the Ze Zeppelin is defined by failure. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it looks like it would be. Oh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. So, to uh, to go into the history a bit, uh, the Zeppelins were designed by a guy who, I didn't make this name up, Count F Ferdinand von Zeppelin. <laughs> Who, by the way, I've looked at his Wikipedia page, he looks like the guy that would in in oh, invent a Zeppelin. Jesus. It is that classical, very fancy moustache. Of course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got, like, the fucking German army helmet with the little, like, spike at the top and everything. Oh, wow, yeah. damn. He went for like, it. Like, he is, he is a German count from that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're getting out right now. I am trying to, but apparently there's a band called Lord Zeppelin as well, which feels like copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Are they made uh, out of lead? No, uh, it's a different band. I'm trying to find Wikipedia, but there's also apparently a song. And then it just also tries to keep putting me to uh, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Mm. What was sense. his first name? Uh, Ferdinand. Because it was that era. Oh, fucking course it was that. Ferdinand. It was the bon style. Zeppelin, there he yeah. is. Yeah, it I was the style. Oh, he looks oh, like... He, look he has the... the the, the bushiest. Pr the Pringles mustache. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it kind of looks like Winston Churchill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has the bushiest of mustaches. <laughs> Continue <laughs> your story. Swiftly moving on. <laughs> so, uh, 
after <laughs> this is a wild place to start but after uh experiencing some air travel and like early sort of blimps from like observing the american civil war which came the fuck out of nowhere when i read his wikipedia page <laughs> what the fuck is happening yeah he gained like uh an appreciation for air travel and decided what, what? <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> that's how it's described I don't know if I can. Go, go, go. <laughs> and he tried to. The idea was that he wanted to make like a wartime airship for like the German army. Like that was his plan, basically. But during the American Civil War, and like. It took decades to like make. No, no, no. Thing. But like he's saying warship, but like there wouldn't have been a commercial ship at that point either. No, he didn't care about the commercial side. <laughs> he's like, no. 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 I just. I don't get the correlation of like. American Civil War, air travel. How did the two connect? You're not looking deep. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have air travel. The dude just rode a blimp during that time to, to observe like the battles and stuff, and was like, "This is neat." Damn. What? Okay, sure. It was of that time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so after uh, getting investors and stuff, mm -hmm. and like pitching it to the German army and stuff, he created a design called the LZ One. Okay. Which okay. crashed immediately. <laughs> didn't even last like two minutes. Fantastic. The, the investors didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, your money, is, it crashed. Oh, okay. The world he, has changed. He made the second, the second design, which was damaged in an accident before flight. <laughs> Take it and then after, guy. and then take, and then after repairs were like made, it took off and then quickly crashed again. This guy needs to stop. <laughs> which move? He, move, he didn't. Yeah. We then move on to LZ three, <laughs> which ran, which successfully lasted for two hours. Hey! Did it land? Yeah, it, it was the most successful one of these early ones. It landed. Okay. 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 And it, and the German army was actually apparently so impressed that they ordered zeppelins that could fly fly for twenty four hours at a time. Sure, but they'd never been tested at this point. <laughs> it would have been the, the uh, this was like uh, this would have been Imperial Germany. Yeah, right? this yeah. was like uh, very late eighteen nineties to nineteen nineties. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, we get some success <clears throat> after that. Still a few like crash crashes here or <laughs> there, but like mostly okay. <laughs> And then, you know, because of uh, the situation in Europe at the time. Yeah, uh, yep, yep, the powder keg. Yeah, yeah, that eventually snapped. And uh, he, got to, he finally got to test out his uh, Zeppelins in wartime. They were incompetent as shit. Well, yeah, they, they don't move fast. They're a big fucking target. Yeah, but they were imposing was the thing. They were they instruct terror. But World War One, we are talking about World War One, right? Yeah. That was the, uh, you know, the... Artillery was starting to become a thing at that no point. No one thought shoot the balloon. Yeah. Well, to be fair, at that point, like artillery was like it wasn't used in warfare that much, so they didn't like fully grasp like the. Okay. That they could shoot the big balloon. Well, yeah, because I mean they probably didn't know. Can my bullet go up that far? Do you think somebody <laughs> yeah. would have tried? Yeah, but then you also got to assume their aim's good. I mean, yeah, the true. thing about World War One, it was basically okay. like modern warfare, like sort of killing off like early con like yeah, older conventional true. warfare because like the french army at the time was still like marching around in like bright colors and stuff like very, very early true. on and, yeah. and they got a very heavy amount of shock well yeah 
that kickstarted, you know, their modern warfare stuff. <laughs> Don't make the card joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying not to. Anyway, so the idea of re- mainly with Zeppelin was to do bombing runs, but it was mainly through like to like inspire terror as well. Okay. It didn't so work though because in existence. Because the thing with Zeppelins is that as you mentioned, they're a very big target. Yeah. <laughs> so if they flew too low, they'd be easy targets. But yeah. if they flew too high, the bombs were imprecise as shit. Yeah, I was gonna say back then the bombs weren't precise enough. No. <laughs> so they're seeing a Zeppelin bomb. And then just two, three minutes later, <laughs> bomb. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the casualties caused by Zeppelins were the crew inside the Zeppelins. <laughs> Did they blow themselves up? No, they got shot down. Of course, Because yeah. they, kept, they kept dropping bombs, but the bombs didn't go off because they were in shit areas. So what were they trying to do? Go and get the fucking bombs? Terror. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand how fucking stupid World War One was. <laughs> oh, it really so is. I'm now silly. just thinking I'm that, you know, um, Al-Qaeda <laughs> flew a plane into the World Trade Center <laughs> and, the, and the Germans were like, let's fly a Zeppelin over the battlefield. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be scary. That was the idea. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Oh, what was my point? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so eventually after the war, uh, the Zeppelin company at that point, because it was just a full-on company mm-hmm. at like, this point, decided, okay... Blind Zeppelin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Basically decided, okay, so using these for war is fucking stupid. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they decided to uh, move more into the commercial side. Okay, yeah. Occasionally they would still like uh, give contracts for like to use Zeppelins in war, mm-hmm. but that was mainly for transportation, I okay. think, at that point. Uh, still seems horrifyingly inefficient, but you sure. know, airplane commercial airlines weren't a thing at this I point. I know, but it still would have been more efficient to just send them on the ground or on trains. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they decided <laughs> to go into the commercial side. Okay, and they usually want to like uh, market it to like you know, very rich people. The rich ones, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so they could like, to, you know, make it seem like the luxury way mm. to like travel yeah. and stuff because it was way faster than boat at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the Hindenburg, that which I'm eventually going to get to. Yeah, yeah was able to, was at the time it was uh, made, the fastest way to get to from like Europe to America. Uh-huh. Because that took like four days where any conventional ship at the time took like a week. Or the tit- if you're the Titanic, you just don't get there. We're not yeah. at the Titanic. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> if we do another episode of these, maybe. This happens in that timeline though. I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Saying they that just- like we're in a different timeline from the real <laughs> Exactly, it wasn't Back to the Future. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the Zeppelin company moved on to the more commercial side mm-hmm. to sort of go into that front, eventually leading to the construction of the Hindenburg. Okay. Which was, which the aim was very much like the Titanic to be the biggest and most impressive Zeppelin of all. We've got to stop doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's they the biggest. fucking learned. It's the biggest one. It's like, but we but, don't have a good history with the yeah. biggest of anything. Fancy. <laughs> Very fancy. So was the Titanic. Fancy. <laughs> and in air, not on water. We're okay. Still could go horrifi- horrifyingly wrong. Horrifically wrong. Anyway, so one of the big problems with the Zeppelin design, obviously, is that uh, most uh, Zeppelins, the, the fuel for most Zeppelins was hydrogen. Yep. Which very is flammable. flammable. <laughs> but the Hindenburg was originally designed to use helium. Oh, okay, okay. Good. Because, you know, that's just safer. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is... 
it was being built by Germany, and Germany didn't have a good stockpile of helium. Yeah, because helium is hard to yeah get. It's a limited yeah. like resource, yeah. and the biggest stockpile at the time was America. Of course it was. And because they wanted to keep that for themselves, mm-hmm. they actually had laws pa- like passed in like Congress that they couldn't sell it to other countries. What? That's so what American. What do they even need helium for? We don't know, but they can have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's valuable though. Like you can't make a helium bomb. Yeah, but Watch you know, valuable. Try. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, valuable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Money. <laughs> anyway, so they wanted to use helium, even to the point where they put in a smoking room, which they kept, by the way. Yeah, uh huh. I'm aware. <laughs> but eventually, because of like the problem, because of the uh, problem with America keeping it all, they were like, "Fuck, we got to use hydrogen." Well, which you know is just you know maybe a sign that you shouldn't build this thing yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> to get to the actual event now, uh-huh. <laughs> we're finally here. Yeah. <laughs> 1937. The Hindenburg has made a few trips between America and Europe at this point. Okay. No real like problems. Everything it, seems to be good. It's you know the Chernobyl reactor was running for four years before it. <laughs> You know, you know. The dikes what could were happen? stopping so much water. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly what go could wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. It had a... I had, like, the, num- the numbers here for, like, the crew and the passengers. Hold on. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so there were 97 people on board at the time of, like, the final, like, That doesn't journey. seem like a lot, considering no. the size. Most of it was crew as well. Like, 61 of that was just crew Jesus! <laughs> and 37 were passengers. Wow, that's uh, that's not a ratio of crew of people that no. you should have. These things were a lot of fucking work, mate. <laughs> I know, but like at the same time, like you think when you're running that that you would have more passengers than crew just on the the thing of like making money back. I know, but you know. But anyway, big balloon, <laughs> the big balloon for very fancy people who could afford it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, uh, that was uh, ninety-seven people on board. Uh, they went o- they went from Germ- Germany and passed over the Netherlands. There's the mention. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, England, <laughs> Netherlands. Nah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> England, Ireland. Gre- uh, it went then. In, uh, they went over the Atlantic and went to Greenland okay. to sort of get like an easier chance to like because they were landing in New York. Yeah. Mm. Or was somewhere close. New York. Yeah. 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 Enough. Yeah, so they went <laughs> over to Greenland, down down to Canada, down the east coast before making their landing in New York. Okay. Because of weather problems, however, they they had their schedule ended up being delayed by like half a day by the time they okay. entered, entered to New York. And because of more uh, because of a storm that was coming up over New York at the time, they had to delay the landing even further. Okay. So they they were originally landing of like the morning of like the sixth of May, right? And they ended up landing at like seven p.m. Okay. Uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> I think something happened to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. happened to the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting caught up. I'm, I'm going to be off my anxiety. It's starting to like oh, get off okay. a bit. So I'm, like, I'm just trying to... My mind's going in like circles. Mm-hmm. But uh, they made it to New York. Uh, they were making the landing procedure like eventually after mm-hmm. like a bunch mm-hmm. of delays. And then during like the landing procedure that they used, which caused like uh, the ropes to like... Because they had to like get crew crew on like the crew the on the ground at the airport to like land land on stuff. Uh, because of like a weird like landing maneuver they had to like um, use to like get it to land because of the wind conditions mm-hmm. at the time. There was my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the idea is that something in like the sort of uh, fuel cells that we're using in like the actual balloon mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. sort of snapped it. Okay. Which caused the helium yeah. to leak. Which in turn, because of like what was most likely a static electric shock, mm-hmm. caused the whole thing to ignite. Yeah. Which I've got like the the uh, the fatalities here right now. <laughs> uh because it like erup- er- erupted in like the air mm-hmm. so everyone on board died no not everyone on board <laughs> died most people like survived it was low enough that like most people were able to escape by jumping out the windows jesus, jesus christ that were looking down on like the ground most people actually survived is the thing jesus yeah wow. like of the uh 97 people on board there were only 35 casualties okay 13 of which were passengers okay and 22 were crewmen okay the interesting thing about the whole like landing thing is that like no one's completely sure what caused the ignition. Like I said, it was most mm. likely static electricity, but there's other uh, possible causes that go over in like a bunch of uh, books about the topic yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like some people think it was a, like a, a lightning strike or whatever mm-hmm. that might have caused it, or. Uh, you go into the more he- conspiracy theory heavy side and it goes into fucking sabotage. Oh, for the love of God. There's a cl- there was even a claim that, like, uh, literally Hitler ordered the thing burned because the former head of the Zeppelin company had anti-Nazi views. When did the Hindenburg disaster happen? 1937. Okay, that... Maybe. The timeline does match Maybe, up. Maybe, but... <laughs> I feel like Still. Hitler couldn't give a shit. He's like... The balloon guy doesn't like me. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do something like that. Yeah. The reason I bring up the sabotage thing is that uh, a, 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 a sort of semi-popular book that was written by, like, I think uh, a, a sort of, a, I think a historian, maybe? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I sort of put over, like, a sort of more fictionalized, like, mm-hmm. hypothesis that, like, oh, it was it was this guy who, was, who had... Uh, Traveled back in time. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, like, a guy that was, like, suspected to have, like, anti-Nazi, like, connections and stuff who, like, mm-hmm. wanted the Hindenburg mm-hmm. to uh, uh, burn, obviously, because mm-hmm. of, to make Nazi Germany look bad. And, okay. like, it ended up getting, getting made into a movie in, like, the 70s, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to find it where it was in, like, the Wikipedia page, but, like, I've suddenly lost it. Yeah, uh, 1962. Ah, uh, oh, God, that's a German name. <laughs> Let me see. What? Who destroyed? Oh, A. A. Holling. Holling. Yeah, I think. I think so. I don't know if you want to double check. Where's <coughs> uh, Holling? I would say. Ah, uh-uh, Holling. <laughs> <laughs> so close enough to what close. I said. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. Can we call him just Ah uh, Ah? Uh, uh. Yeah, you can uh, call him Ah uh. Ah. Uh. <laughs> published uh, the book Who Destroyed the Hindenburg in which he rejected all theories but sabotage <laughs> and named a crew member as the suspect bruh oh, that's another name sorry Eric Spell. Uh, Spell. 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 a figure on the Hindenburg who died of burns in the infirmary so you know unable to dispute that yeah. <sighs> was named as a potential saboteur ten years later Michael McDonald Mo- uh, Mooney's book, not you. <laughs> <laughs> book. I was like, what? I wrote a book? Literally, I saw that and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but, uh, wrote a book called The Hindenburg, which was heavily based on uh, 
it is sabotage hypothesis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and also identified spell. <laughs> As a possible sabotage. I'm sorry, I'm looking at... I'm looking I read at- one book, and now that's... I've been debating this entirely on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He sounded very convinced of the yeah. book. <laughs> that book was made into the film, also called The Hidden Bar. Okay. Uh-huh. A mostly fictionalized account of the final flight, of, of, of which the producers of the film were sued by well. AA for plagiarism. Well, fucking no shit. But no, you see, the thing is, the case was dismissed because he had presented his sabotage hypothesis as historical fact, and you can't copyright that. Ah, of course. So that whole case was just thrown out. Oh, poor guy. He should have said, no, I made it up. I made it up. I'm sorry, I made it up. My source, I made it the fuck up. (laughs) Obviously, most contemporary historians throw out the sabotage hypothesis Mm -hmm. because there's no actual evidence Mm -hmm. to really go off of them. And the most widely widely accepted... uh, idea of what caused the spark was just static electricity well yeah that makes More sense boring, because you know it just makes it just makes yeah. sense yeah. it does not yeah. as exciting but you know because yeah. that makes, makes sense though yeah, yeah it do <laughs> it do wow that's basically all the points yeah. i wanted to cover yeah i honestly I'm did sorry not if that's know. a very abrupt ending no i i did not know this much about zeppelin no, no. I, I didn't think I'd... I wanted to, but it's actually fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fucking hilarious to go through. I wish I wish I was more coherent in explaining it. No, it, it adds Because I, no, I didn't mean to freeze up like in no multiple word. parts during like describing this, but like it's it's very funny. It was. I would have cracked up just reading it myself, yes. so don't worry. I sent like a gift to you of like me going down like the sort of mini yeah. rabbit hole and it was like that fucking ratatouille gif of like the guy reading the like, letter. letter and he just gets more and more <laughs> shocked as it goes on. Oh my god. God. Wow. I wish, I had, told, I wish I had told that story better. <laughs> no, you were fine. You were nah. fine. There were just some parts that like are stranger than fiction, honestly. <laughs> you know the, the big balloon. That... <laughs> balloon. Make it drop the ball. The the fact that, like, we got big balloons filled with flammable gas. What could possibly go wrong? The fact that Holling's book, like, kind of just became like the accepted canon for a bit. Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, like in the public conscious at least. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. It's also funny that, like, uh, I meant to go into this as well, but, like, uh, there weren't bigger disasters mm-hmm. mainly in, like, that's the sort of military style. Because yeah. I mentioned that uh, the Zeppelin company, like, commissioned, got commissions from, like, even, like, the US mm-hmm. Army and the British Army to, like, make more military Zeppelins for, like, transport. But those also had their own disasters. <laughs> I think the US one ended up in 77 casualties. Jesus. But uh, the reason those aren't as well known is because the Hindenburg had hu- huge media coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because it was imagine. commercial and there was like a film crew. Yeah, that, everyone like, knows that it. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like it's that one that stuck in the public conscious and mm-hmm. basically killed the entire industry. Um, uh, well, yeah. yeah, because you know, big balloons filled with hydrogen is totally not. Yeah, because it turns out that ain't safe. <laughs> no, <laughs> who'd have guessed? What? We made fucking bombs out of hydrogen, so yeah. you know. We're like, what if we just pump a whole passenger vessel full of it? Yeah, yeah. Let's get them high as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although hydrogen just part of oxygen, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the helium. helium. Yeah, yeah. Everybody walking around with a high pitched voice. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a movie. Now that's a movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> what if the Hindenburg really was filled with helium? <laughs> anyway. Alternate history, huh? Alternate history, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Cody, I got an idea for you. <laughs> what a shout out. <laughs> yeah. 
God. Uh, what an episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't expect that episode to be... I thought your one would be longer, I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, I tried to be concise. concise, yeah. I There were so many things I could have mentioned and didn't, like the fact that, uh, you know, obviously the Soviets covered up like the, the flaw in the yeah, reactor. Yeah. Um, I think the first instance of something like that happening was in the Mayak facility, which caused the uh, European radiation trail, the yurt. yurt. <laughs> um that was like back in i think 53 actually um and you know there's sellafield in the uk that you can mention because they covered up a bunch of shit that happened there um there's also fukushima and you know could go on a lot of different stuff yeah yeah Yeah, maybe in a second yeah there's loads of tangents you can go on with chernobyl because like i say very complex history that led to the event and apparently we're pretty bad in the uk for not telling people when we've been letting radiation leak everywhere <laughs> Oopsies! <laughs> oh, you know, it just happens. It just <laughs> happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the UK has one of the level five rated yeah, nuclear right. disasters. Because there's seven levels, seven being the highest. Chernobyl and Fukushima are the top two. Um, shock, shock, shock. I can't remember what's, what ones are in six, but I know some of the UK ones ended up in the fifth one. So, you know, we're not, um... We're not the best. No. Why we have a nuclear power plant, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Free energy. Let's uh, let's end this episode. Yeah, let's end this episode, because this is a wild one. (laughs) Yeah, my mind's starting to turn to mush now. Thank you for listening to this episode (laughs) of Napcast. I hope it's been... Something. Something. Um, I hope you learned something today. Yeah. Or tried to. Yeah. Yeah. Or just Um, turned your brain off like us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.